0: The connoisseur of Captain T's Corner, Charlie Roberts here. And welcome to the FPL Addicts Game Week 8 podcast. <laughs> Guys, welcome. And it seems to be for some managers this week, we're hitting into wildcard territory. But for other managers, they're keeping firm with the cards close to their chest. This evening and for today's edition, I'm brought to you along with the FPL Alex Reedy and Chris Reid himself. Reedy, from where you are, good morning. It is 52 minutes away
1: from midday. Morning, matey, or obviously in your case, uh good evening. Uh good to good to be back, fighting fit, you know, after a tough week with COVID. But um we uh, you know, we march on, don't we? And uh, you know, we get ready to down our tools on a Friday and enjoy the weekends uh full of action and football. That
0: is certainly correct, yeah. and safe to say it was quite an interesting game week, game week seven. I feel the big winners were Solely because of his great heroic performance, Villa's very own Ollie Watkins.
1: Oh my goodness, what a result. I mean, midday kickoffs sometimes can be uh can leave a, a little bit, you know, sort of flat, and we end up with nil Mills. Certainly not the case on that one. And Villa absolutely smashed Brighton. Ollie Watkins with three goals and two assists. I mean, if you had him in FBL, you'd have been buzzing, absolutely buzzing.
0: Without further ado, we go straight into – apologies, guys. I'm still trying to figure out these figurines at the moment. We'll go straight into our – I think this is the correct one. I can only hope it is. No, that's a women's league. (laughs) We'll stop sharing on that. But there's massive scores from across the sides. You know, I'm just going to delete both tabs.
1: We're just could take you through the um, the game week uh, seven scores matey I mean obviously we started yes, right that's
0: correct I think um, I've got it yeah I think I should
1: Arsenal against Bournemouth I mean that's that's your team what, what, what was your thoughts on that game and uh, Saka giving out pens like it was Christmas
0: yeah I think with this game it was definitely what we needed in terms of a victory having Receives a two-all draw to Tottenham. Hotspur, I think we played a really good brand of football. I think Odegaard really showing too as an option. He's a fantastic alternative to Bukayo Saka. And I think Kai Havart's taking the penalty was the main implication was that he hasn't scored a goal so far.
1: Hmm. Exactly. That's it. I mean, you think. Uh I think mean, that's the only way uh, Havertz is going to get a goal, right, these days, <laughs> like getting three pence off, uh, off his teammates. But, yeah, 4-0. Uh, I mean, pretty standard what you'd expect, isn't it? Arsenal against Bournemouth. Uh, clean sheet as well. And Ben White with a haul. What about that one then, Chazza?
0: Yeah, I think if you backed him prior to the game, you could probably forecast him getting some sort of return. But to make it a double in both ends of a pitch was really beneficial for his prospects as a fantasy asset. Briefly, touching base on this Villa game, we talked about Watkins already. Mm. Another one who will be worth the discussion is Pervis Sestupinian, who scored a known goal, negative two. Some managers fielding him, some rightly so by the end of it, benching him too, and now he's out until the 4th of November with a muscle injury a big talking point heading into his coming game week.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of injuries. Obviously, we can go through the the, the injuries short like in a bit. But, yeah, I mean, it's Stupinan. I think um, he's not had the best of starts for, for managers who've picked him in FBL. Uh, and Brighton have had a, a, a tough set of fixtures, to be honest, to start the season. Um, and they have struggled. They've not done too great. They've beaten Bournemouth. I mean, they've beaten Man United. But that's not hard, is it? Uh, this season they've also beaten Newcastle three one, you know. But they've been on the end of a couple of a couple of defeats as well six one to Villa, three one to West Ham. Um, yeah, you just never know what you're going to get with Brighton. You see, they're either going to score loads of goals or concede loads. And obviously Villa fancied uh, scoring a few against them this weekend. Uh, but yeah, it's stupid man. He's he's got to be the uh,
0: cash as well. being another interesting point scoring seventeen points away at Burnley. And now making a back to back returns, having got his clean sheet away at Chelsea to pop him with an assist. Do we feel it's time to bring in the cash instead of credit card saving?
1: For a stupid and it's, it's possibly an option, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a stupid hand's out for a long term. So if that's, uh, if you've got no other fires to put out, then uh, I don't see why not, Chazza. I don't see why
0: not. Mm-hmm. Mm. That is correct. And Everton losing.
1: Everton- we next- oh, we've got yeah. a question from Colm already. Yes,
0: I think I'm still on. I mean, my Wi Fi is actually horrific at the moment, but we carry on. <laughs> um, Ollie Watkins, whole last game week, maybe a captain pick on Madison or Sun in the early fixture is the new way to go. Firstly, good, uh, good morning to you, Colm, the regular watcher of this, and we really appreciate your support. I'm not sure about Watkins away at Wolves as a captaincy option. I think Madison or Sun is a good shout. However, I feel if you have both Salah and Haaland, you're wasting about £26.5 million pounds of your own budget and still not putting an armband on either of them.
1: Yeah, I think, I think Chazza, that's what he's getting at. He's saying that after uh, Ollie Watkins got a haul in the early kickoff, right? Spurs playing Luton in the early kickoff this week. That's all right. So he he's basically saying you should captain either, Mad- either Madison or son. He's not saying with captain Watkins. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Come on, Chaz. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I'll get there eventually. Yeah, Have a so interesting.
1: Madison result. or son for the captain captain's armband this week is basically what Colm's saying and you know yeah. I couldn't disagree with that. I think a lot of people look at that option.
0: Yeah, you can I agree. Wolves, Man City, Man City getting their first defeat of the season and a fantastic free kick by away way from Julian Alvarez. However, with City's tough fixture run coming up, there is good merit in getting rid of him in place of who we just mentioned in Ollie Watkins. You think? It's an interesting one with this. And Ruben Diaz scoring a knowing goal. Walker finishing on the donor. Harlan Blank, too, was a surprise to many managers who did put the armband on him what's your take on City from this game
1: I think Wolves really sort of stopped them from getting many chances City did City keeping the ball and whatnot but that's what what they do best retaining the ball stopping the other the the opponent from scoring but um you would look at at Wolves as you know goals and so on it's um yeah it's it's a bit of a, a bit of a crazy one to be fair because um they were left, Chan was left with an open goal almost, you know, and uh, Neto had a really good game. They just looked really switched on, uh, Wolves and compact and so on. So, you know, Dawson as well, Craig Dawson with a couple of goal line clearances, unbelievable. He had a, a, a terrific game for them. But, yeah, I'm sure we'll see, you know, normal service from City soon enough, won't we? Um, back to probably beating teams um, again. But i thought there was a lot of interesting results this weekend a lot a lot of results i mean obviously we had the the luton everton game carl morris we had palace beating man united mm. uh you know the controversial sort of game of spurs liverpool there was so much going on this weekend it was it was just a great great weekend of football generally really it
0: was law foster scoring a goal massive win for burnley Two, i'm sure we wouldn't really look at any of their assets but would you from a claret perspective i know charlie taylor is a decent budget option at 3.9 yeah
1: if you've considering the the wild card this week i think that taylor potentially would become an option for some people as as bench fodder or whatever but you know in terms of generally picking Burley players i think for the most part this season charlie that they're they're, uh, they're going to be getting beat so, uh, yeah, me personally, I will be going there. But, you know, as I say, people on a wild card. I can understand why.
0: Straight into our mini leagues we go. And as the usual song thing goes, we're going to start from the bottom and eventually we'll end up here, which is at the top. So, Jack, well, he's not pulling out a lot of killers this season on 36 points. And, look, he's got flags. Pretty much everywhere, different colors. That's what I'm impressed about the most. Garnacho <laughs> is still there. Wilson, in fairness, isn't a bad shout, it's just a bit unlucky. Zinchenko was actually a good pick in hindsight. Sun got his goal. So, any words about Jack except him eating shit like he usually does?
1: <laughs> oh, just it's just yeah, probably horrible for him to look at. He brought in Wilson, I think was it when, when me and Mikey played the wild card? Was that game week seven? Uh, probably, yeah, last week that was. He brought in Wilson. He's not had any luck with him. Botman's obviously then picked up his injury as well. And the Chelsea boys, Gusto being suspended and the maker, um, you know, his injury as well. So, yeah, not much joy for Jack. I mean, I have to look and you have to question, I mean, why on earth has he got Garnacho in his FBL squad? I mean, I don't know what. What to say about Jack? But um, you know, you never know. He won it last year. He might come back, and we've got a long season ahead of us. But for this week, he's uh, he's had a shocker.
0: Over to you, Rudy. Where look, it gets tasty for some players, but not so much with others. Really <laughs> good picks. Unfortunately, with Stupinham landing on the negatives, but Trippier looked really good along with Ariola, Carlton Morris. Great pick. What was your take on your own side?
1: Yeah, getting tasty, baby. Um, you know, I think Carlton Morris is, is was the savior of my game week. Let's be honest. I mean, Kieran Trippier just doing what he does best, getting double digit hauls. Uh, loved having him over these last two weeks with his eighteen eighteen uh, point haul and his twelve point haul. Um, nice clean sheet from Ariola, six points there. It's what you want from your goalie. And uh, Julian Alvarez again returning. Um, he's been he's been fantastic this season. To be fair, he's only it's only blanked twice, I think, um, so far. So, yeah. But Carlton Morris, I mean, he got the return against Everton, the eight-pointer, and, you know, a nice little 2 points against Burnley. Unfortunately, he couldn't get on the score sheet. So, I just managed to, uh, I think, potentially beat the average that week. I think it was 49, so beat it by six points. So, I know. I'll take that, Chazza.
0: Now, we didn't really forget the bloke who's in fifth, but he hasn't shown up for about 10 months. God knows why. I just want to see if there's... Anything on here which stands out, not particularly. Pedro got a cheap assist on the bench. War who somehow got a bonus point, not bad for yeah. him to leave a trip during the trick there. From one kitchen to another, Pope's kitchen to the Bell's kitchen. Ollie Walker Peel like, did okay in some areas, but um, I've never I heard think about
1: him. I think 56 is a, is a decent enough score considering he's got three Luton players, you know what I mean. Um,
0: That's all right well, I mean he's a hatter Through and through And I really like the surname Of his third bench player as well That's It would take the award on that one In terms of everyone in the mini league but Let's go <laughs> to the Rev Mikey Now where he activated his triple Captaincy chip on Erling Haaland At home to Fulham He had a massive lead up the top And now he doesn't And it's so to say There wasn't really a whole lot to celebrate Except mm. for the back To an extent
1: yeah, Rev and Jack basically uh, suffering with the thirty six points. Um, you know, share for, for Mikey has has been okay. He's same same situation um, basically where he's got double Newcastle um, injuries. Neto on the bench with the four points. I mean, yeah, what? no no return from Salah. You know, midfielders are so tricky. You've got to be really on it this season. And yeah, Mikey's just. He's not gone well that, this week, unfortunately. I'm sure he'll be back, though, with, the, with a good score this week. And what about you? Yeah. What about yourself, Chaz? How are you getting on? Well,
0: I was relatively content with how this turned out. But what's occurring next week, we'll, it's a different story. However, Johnson with a big nine-pointer between the sticks, I was really impressed about. Share instant impact, thanks to him being a replacement for Ben Chilwell, for Saka with a goal i think it's mainly ollie walker ollie watkins i was about to say ollie walker peel for a moment but we've already gone through his team that <laughs> star of a show three goals two assists it's one of a great modern day all-time performances from a 27 year old that's what i was really impressed about so yeah yeah
1: it's an okay it's no, that's, you can't say that's okay chaz i mean that's more than okay you've you've done great there and uh, the yeah. johnson the johnston pick i mean what, I want to ask you briefly on that one. Now, Mikey had his doubts this season before he actually wild-carded. I think his keepers were Johnston and Turner. And since he's wild-carded Johnston out, um, game week seven, yeah. it would have been, he got a nine-pointer on, on the back of the eight-pointer that he got in game week six. Now, you've benefited from him. He's, he's been brilliant. Is he someone that you think you'll keep long-term?
0: Well... You'll see my team come later, and I'm not going to give out the answer at oh. the moment. But okay. I think he was being cautious to me during the pod a few weeks ago in regard to Johnson. turn. It may be both best to switch him out because of their positions being under threat. However, for me, it would be best to just let – see what occurs. And by the looks of it, they're still playing. Johnston, I felt – on field was a better decision than turn it beforehand because I could see Johnson racking a few save points against Man United's attack. Yes, and vice. Yes. Uh, but the clean sheet was a bonus. I wasn't really expecting that, if you ask me.
1: Oh, brilliant pick, mate! Brilliant pick and solid score for the uh, for the game week, matey.
0: It's is for sure. Just. Onto to other leagues while we are at it to once I try and get everything up. This is a women's league we've got on at the moment. It's relatively tight, especially in the top three. I think the top four and Miss Kia has some ground to make up. It's definitely doable with a lot of game weeks to come. But for Anne, rocking the Kasbah at the top, 83 points. I think we should probably have a look at this. Has to have Ollie Watkins. Certainly did. Odegaard. And Ben White, too. That is a stunning team. Smashed it. Yeah, I think that's the worthy a mention on its own there. And as I slowly transition from one screen to another, we've got the Public League. I think just making sure it's shown. Yes, it... No, it's not. Onto it Here. <laughs> Look, I'll get there one day. We've got two tied up the top of 497 points, which is quite impressive. This 106-point game week. Oh, my hat. And got an overall rank of under 3K. Right, let's start from the top. Sanchez actually been all right for Chelsea in the last couple of game weeks. Cher, White, Cash, brilliant. Across the board, Odegaard, Saka with a return. Of course, had to have Watkins. And Alvarez, that is out of his world. Well played to Zealand Rid. Definitely worth a mention on our podcast, if anything. What's your take on that, Rudy?
1: I mean, the, the first 11 on its own is just banging. Um, White, is. Sanchez, Odegaard, Scheer, Saka, Watkins, Alvarez. It's just points on points. I mean, the bench boost is a bit of a shame. Um, He's pretty much ended up with seven, eight, nine. So he's pretty much ended up on uh, seven points because of the minus two uh, with a stupid on So that's not ideal with a bench boost. But, I mean, you can't take anything away from that first first 11. It's, uh, yeah, absolutely smashed it.
0: That's all right. Just a quick plug for Bonus Bank as well, being Australia and New Zealand's best side hustle, guaranteed profit from bookmakers by taking advantage of, our, of their promotional offers. Easy to learn tutorials, software that does the hard work for you, free to sign up and earn your first $75, which is also tax rate you can upgrade to premium membership, which gives you access to more tools and software to increase your profits. Without further ado, we go straight into the preview discussion. I think a first point worth mentioning is on Purvis Estupinian. He's out for a good few weeks. He dropped in price today. Ready? What's your plans with him? And who are you going to replace him with?
1: Just throw him out, isn't it? it has got to throw yeah. him
0: out. I think he'd have to
1: uh, out. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, um, I'm going to hold him for now. I'm not going to lose any value on him. Um, I believe he's currently sat at is it 5.3. Um, and, and the reason basically is, in a nutshell, is... Uh, you know, I made my meals earlier on in the week, uh, before all the cup games, European football. Now rule, rule basically is you don't do that. And you, you know, information is, is key and so on. We wait for press conferences, but I just couldn't help myself. Chazza. just couldn't help myself. So I took out Sven, Sven, Sven Botman, even. Um, and that's why I'm keeping hold of uh stupid basically. He's gonna stay in my team till next week. Potentially week after, we'll see how much the, the price you know price drops affect him, and then uh, yeah, I'll probably move him out for a Newcastle defender again. What about yourself?
0: Yeah, going early on the transfer transfers, I've learned from past years is relatively hasty. A stupid young, I think it would have gone, and he has gone. I think I've looked into for my new team, one of Adogie or Cash. I think it's a great opportunity to get on either of them. They've both got brilliant fixtures ahead, to be fair with you. Look, and Saka as well is another interesting one worth mentioning. If you're not on a wild card, is it worth holding on to him? Having had three goals and three assists, from his last six games.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, a case of priorities, isn't it? Um, on who who you want to take out and who you want to keep. I mean, how many fan transfers you got this week?
0: For me, I got two. Um, a I think I think I prioritize stupid yan being one of them, and probably Bulldog too, because it's relatively important to have bench cover at this time of year, especially when you see the shock omissions of Chilwell and the a a couple of game weeks ago in which we wouldn't have forecasted. I think Sackett is worth to be on field. If you still have him, he's at home to Man City, in which he scored. It would have been in the last two home outings against Man City. So And he does step up in big games. I think that's a key asset to his calibre as a fantasy prospect. And he's an absolute superstar, so he can genuinely score against anyone.
1: Hmm. Yeah, 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 I agree. Um, I think this week I made some moves and obviously there's been injuries since. Uh, If Saka does make it against City, will he be 100%? We don't know. Um, but obviously in terms of him his price and so on, he's eight point six at the minute. Um started out at eight point five when, when the game came, uh, got released and the player prices got released, right? So he's kind of he's on the edge at the moment. He could end up getting another price drop if he's out for this weekend. Um but yeah, I mean I think for me, Saka for now could he's probably still a hold for for, for myself.
0: Straight into game week eight fixtures, and we've mentioned briefly about Luton Spurs being a real fixture. But is there any other fixture that really stands out to you in terms of fantasy assets?
1: Well, I think the obvious one staring us in the face, Chazza, is uh, Luton Spurs, isn't it? The first kickoff, mm. uh, lunchtime kickoff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all eyes on, on them. Uh, after managing to to get a last minute goal against ourselves, um, Son back in training this week. he uh, has been carrying a sort of bit of a groin injury apparently, but all seems well from what we've heard from Ange. Uh, they've got no midweek football, which is always a bonus. And James Madison's another one who I'm sure ends up people's uh, sort of uh, plans for for uh, that fixture. So yeah, that's the that's the juicy one. That's the one where people be licking their lips. Can we go against Holland? Can we Captain Son or Madison or, I don't know, Pedro Porro if you really want. Uh, so, yeah, that's the standout, I think. What about yourself?
0: It's a funny one, this. I am going to go for Bryce and Liverpool, but it's not for Brighton's perspective. I actually think Liverpool will be licking their lips in this outing because, one, Brighton are coming off a relatively exhausting two-all draw in the Europa League last night. Number two. Well, that's no clean sheet. Point number two being your League. Number three no is who has probably been their best attacker so far this season. He's not going to be there. I know Brighton can play attractive football at home, but with Liverpool having scored in every game, Mo Salah got a very good track record against Brighton. I think this is a really good game for the assets of the Reds for Merseyside, especially for Darwin Nunes. That's if he's still fit. I think another good one I really like as well, briefly, is West Ham Newcastle. I think West Ham attackers could do okay and get something against Newcastle, but I think the Toons, they're looking really unstoppable at the moment.
1: They are, yeah. I mean, uh, firstly, firstly, to touch upon the Brighton Liverpool game, both played in Europe last night. Um, You know, both teams have got suspensions or injuries, even. uh, so it would be interesting. I mean, Darwin Nunes played last night. Luis Diaz was benched, but came on. Uh, we're still looking like we can score goals. Not a problem. And uh, it should be a really, really good game between between us and Brighton. Uh, West Ham, Newcastle. I mean, as you say, Chazza, Newcastle absolutely flying. 4-1 win for them in the Champions League um, against PSG. Unbelievable game. Um, and West Ham are doing solid. Great start to the season. Bo- Bowen's doing good. Ward-Prowse. And I think, um, I think it'd be a really good game, that. Really good game, West Ham-Newcastle. Yeah, so we've got a Sunday, sort of Sunday fixtures looking, looking quite juicy, really.
0: While I'm at it as well, if you guys have not downloaded the EPL Live app, feel free to do so now. I personally do some weekly articles on here, giving a recap on the game week, players who stood out, which teams hit, who's under the spotlight all of a sudden, and more importantly, which players to avoid, because that's the easiest part. Picking players alone is definitely the hardest part of this game. In addition, I'll give a brief, should we say, preview onto the Captain C corner for the corresponding game weeks. If you haven't done so now, download that EPL live app. And it's not just got my articles too. It's got plenty of video. It's got some news, some even the Champions League as well certain amount of time. Without further ado, we get straight back into it, not this way, we go that way, into our panel preview, heading into game week eight. Reading while you
1: get...
0: It sounds like I'm going to have to get my team up and see what I have done ready. Get yours on the spotlight in our armor if you wish. What have we got? I am. Um, let's, let's bring it on stage. Now we have genuinely wild carded. That's what we've done. So i double check. Yes, we've activated the wild card. Who would have thought that this is the side as it looks at the moment? Before I go through all of the pics and my justification, Reedy, welcome to my new gallery. It's a newly (laughs) formatted... The front line has stayed the same, and that's important, especially if you're part of an army of any sorts. But the rest has gone for a bit of a reshuffle. Turner's somehow there. It's like an elephant getting stuck up on the tree. Don't know how it's got there, but you know (laughs) it'll come down eventually.
1: Turner? Oh, no, God. Uh, Yeah, so... So far, so good, mate. Uh, I'm just looking at your team and thinking, they've got a few new additions. Uh, Mo Salah, you. Um, you know, Ollie Watkins is remaining in your team after a 23 point haul, of course. That's why true. wouldn't he? Um, and yeah, I mean, Almirón, Miggy, Miguel, oh, Almirón. I'm not
0: falling from a trap like last season, baby. I think
1: it's Miggy's season. Now's the time to jump on I him. I think it is. Nice, nice, uh, respect that. But Carl Walker goes out, Matty Cash in, Shar yeah. out, Dan Burn in. Um, so, you know, it's a couple... talk, talk me through it, chaz What are you excited no, most I about? Will. Sure. so I think
0: there's a big emphasis playing a fifth-play midfielder at the moment because that's where the points have been scored. In addition, there's a lack of clean sheets generally from a lot of Premier League sides this season. So I feel it's best to feel with minimum amount of defenders each week. It's good armour there in over need One, I think West Ham have good fixtures coming up. But Ariola coming in from Johnston is a penny pincher move, along with Dan Byrne coming in for Fabian Share, And that has sort of enabled my price back for that fifth midfielder slot to appear a lot more viable. Frontline stays the same. I think Archer against Fulham could really do some damage. I, I'm not convinced by Fulham defensively. And if Sheffield go on a counter attack, Archer scores outside the box. Whip, whip, wham, bam, shabam. He could get some points there. Sun yeah. and Madison with their fixture run coming up. Can't really argue with that. Now, Mo Salah is in, and it does come with a cost because of his hefty price tag along with Erling Haaland. Equals taking up 25% of your own team budget. So I have to rotate the captaincy between the two. But the con is, is that both of them are playing away and both of them play at home on the same week. Nice. But nice. I think Harlan can do well. He's, as it stands, got the armband against Arsenal. For Salah. Mm. I think that's the thing about me at the moment. And Vladimir Sufell, I mentioned him in my article. He's had an assist in each of his last three games. So he got twelve points against Sheffield United, managed an assist against Liverpool, and managed one against Man City.
1: Yeah, yeah. No. All the stats, mate. You've got all the stats in the uh, you know in the locker and so on. Um, it's an interesting wildcard team. Um, it is. Have you looked at the option of potentially going no Salah? You can have like an Odegaard and a Luis Diaz or something like that. You know,
0: I think it's a really good shout. Yeah.
1: Floating out there. No Arsenal players, you know? Are you happy with that?
0: And the only one I really fear based on his ownership is Bukayo Saka. I think Arsenal's mm. fixture run within the next four weeks isn't the most ideal, aside from the Sheffield United game at home. Heavily considered bringing in War Prowse or Jared Bowen, but there was a time where I went from Bowen and Anderson that. That means Anderson goes on the bench. You play four there, and then you probably play an extra defender. And I'm not sure I would be inclined to that conclusion just yet.
1: Yeah. Any money left in the bank with this team? For what I, th-
0: I think it's point <laughs> six. <laughs> He's telling yeah, it's me. Point six.
1: Oh, you yeah. got point point six? Did you say?
0: Yeah, I got point six. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah.
1: Like it? So yeah, yeah. It's a nice team, team, man. It,
0: it is. is a nice.
1: Th- yeah. Um a lot of bench fodder going on there, isn't there? Um you can yeah. always you can always upgrade uh one of those options. I think so. Um but yeah, I mean it's it is a nice wild card. I mean, did you have Julian Alvarez in the team before? The no, I
0: didn't. Probably okay. should have done from the start, because he looked a really good asset.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, a couple of comments have, have come in. Uh, come on, yeah.
0: You pick out some good ones. It's
1: like nitpicking a roasted
0: pork. It's just shredded off a bone. Give us some, ready? What have we got?
1: <laughs> so you've got John David. He's uh, He said no John potential. David, what's up?
0: Now, honestly, John David, I thought that was the same striker that plays to Canada that I see on FIFA 20 sometimes.
1: Jonathan David, yeah, yeah, yeah. Falil. For
0: for Leo, yeah. What else we got? I think, Gary, and firstly, great to have your company yet again for another week. Presume he's talking about Miguel on and yes, he did win man of a match. I heard it was a start, and Newcastle just terrorized the Champions League. Did that catch you by surprise? What the Newcastle 4 1 win?
1: Not really, no, because PSG are no. toilet, aren't they? <laughs> I know they've got Mbappe, but it's not the same team that had you know when they had the likes of Matweedy, you know, Messi, Neymar, all sorts of. You know, really good players. Yeah, it's a depleted team, Chazza. But yeah, Colm's come in with a uh, shout for a keeper, you know, for Brentford, saying that Strakosha at Brentford might be a shout soon as Flecken had not looked that good recently, which I have to agree with, to be honest with you. Uh, Flecken Mm -hmm. has not looked great. Um, Looks like he, he should be working down an island, Ikea,
0: I was just thinking uh, the same. Do you Strakosha is a piece of Ikea furniture? Just when I first looked at that. Oh,
1: mate. no, no. I was talking about Flecken, looking like he works. Oh, I
0: was talking about Strakosha, <laughs> but the same idea of Ikea.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's not a bad shout. I think he's 3-9 as well, Strakosha.
0: 3-9. It's all about penny pinches sometimes. Charlie yeah. Taylor, started his last three games at Burnley. He's 3.9. nine. Two. is 4 and if I'm being honest with Kabora, he's actually looked pretty good for Luton, especially when he tries to attack out right wing.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's been he decent. got an
0: assist at home to Wolves,
1: which <laughs> later converted as a penalty scored by Carlton Morris. Mm-hmm. You don't fancy a bit of Darwin in this in the team, just seller for now? Is that where you're going?
0: Darwin Nunes is a really good pick. I haven't really considered it to be honest, but I really should. It's like me looking at IKEA furniture. I go past the furniture. And after you go past it, that's when you really consider the items. You actually have to go back to the actual piece of furniture instead of just looking at it succinctly. <laughs> I right.
1: don't go Ikea much unless it's for the meatballs or the uh, the hot hugs, meat. That's yeah. about it for me.
0: Gary's comment, very interesting one. This, especially for owners that own all three, sun over nine mil, salad 12 and a half. Harland 14, when you add all that up, that's over 33% of your budget. Yet, he's backing the captain of Sun away at Luton, which I know you said earlier in the pod, it's probably the best fixture too, but would you not feel it's a bit of a waste of money in the first place if you're captaining someone that's under $10 over two people who are
1: clearly above that? Um... I don't know. I don't, not necessarily. I think, I think, uh, I think that, you know, this season we want to make it a bit interesting. Haaland's not on form at the minute. Salah's obviously looked okay, and people seem to think that Salah's the way to go at the minute, get him in, you know, especially on wild cards. So, so it's captain, you know. I, uh, I agree with Gary.
0: Enough of my spotlight. We go straight to your team now, Chris. And, what have you made? It? it doesn't look like you wildcarded. Have you
1: wildcarded yet? Yeah, I don't even remember. <laughs> I wildcarded in uh, game week um, six. Was it? Being that oh, I six? definitely
0: missed that episode. I'm very sorry. But hey, of Bosley just makes a way. He's still there.
1: He's still going, mate. He's still going. Let me. Uh, it's not because of the name. Gonna zoom in there. No. So Leno at home this week for me against Chef United. He's been racking up the points nice little 10 nice little six uh yeah. so yeah i mean that's that's the lineup i've basically brought in cash for Botman. yeah i um,
0: like
1: that if it would have waited a bit longer i'd have done a stupid hand to cash instead and kept all the Botman on the bench he is still out by the way Botman. he's he's not playing this weekend eddie was confirmed and uh yeah i think lute fixture for spurs is great trippy has been great lately so there's the back three uh, or back four even. I have brought in Madison for Doku and I have brought in Son for Rashford. So, two free transfers with a minus four. Um, and then, yeah, midfield, three of and Boemo and Saka and then Haaland and Alvarez up top. I mean, as I say, I went early on the moves and the reason I did it was because I didn't want to be priced out. Well, I had the exact money to go Madison to Doku. So, that's why I did it. Obviously, then I found out that, you know, we've got a stupid man who's out and injured for a month. Saka, potentially, you know, he's coming off in the Champions League who could be injured for the weekend. So, uh, yeah, I did did go a bit too early, Chazza, but um, it's a punt, isn't it? You know, song captain, it's got to be done. It is. I I I um, think if Saka's not playing this weekend, right, say if he's out... you get
0: Luton off the bench, which get, is actually I not bad. Morris.
1: Yeah, I get Morris and you know that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts?
0: I, can I be honest? Considering your wild card a couple of weeks back, I think you've done very well getting ahead of the curve. I think a trippier is a really good instance. That mm. back line especially. I think getting Madison in for doku for price rise was a good option. I'd be very curious to know if you knew the Stupinian news. Yeah. See, what transfers would you have made early on that week if you had your time back again?
1: It had just been cash for Stupinian, and then I kept Botman and have held Botman. You know, until yeah, okay. he was. I've come back. That that would have been it, and it, it would have been two moves. In fact, it would have been Saka instead of Doku. So I'd have kept Doku and I'd have brought in Madison for Saka instead. Um, if Saka's out. So, wait until this week, till today, till the press conferences. Probably would have been a wise idea with Europe and, uh, you know, Champions League, Europa and other stuff. But I've done it. You know, I did the moves, I made the moves. It is what it is. And uh, and we go into the game week. That's that's how, how we roll.
0: I like it, Rudy. I really do. I think it, Add Sun and Haaland both as your premium options. I'll probably go Sun as well. I know $14 million away off of captaincy is a big call. Yeah. I think Haaland would return, but I think Sun, you get a exponential chance of him gaining return as opposed to Haaland's probability. We'll get um, on to probability very shortly. We've got a couple of questions we need to attend to. But first, we go off to the Canadian striker, no pun intended, in Jonathan David. Midfielder right now, Bumo, Salah. Saka, Neto, and Madison do I, did transfer to bring in Maddie for us. Should I do another free transfer for Odegaard or a negative four for Poro and Son? Your thoughts? So I'm, I'm trying to figure out where the Odegaard thing's coming from. It's probably for Saka as a free transfer. I wouldn't bother with that. I think who would he take out for Hillman Son trying to bring in? Uh, you're better at
1: comprehension than I am I mean I I think John wants to keep Salah by the looks of things probably in Burma because United are terrible Saka we don't know we're waiting on the news and he's already brought in Madison as well as Abinetto so I think personally I think this week if you want to if you really want to chase chase a little bit I uh, I don't mind the Porro and Son for the minus four to be honest Mm. Porro and Son the minus four chaser. I mean, I wouldn't be bringing Odegaard in, I don't think. Uh, with the free, I feel like Son, a striker, if he is still playing as a striker, just feels too juicy against Luton, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I think another player that people have gone quiet on this week, and I agree with your point Richarlison or Kulisewski. I actually reckon those two do really well in their game such as this.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad shout, and I think that. Richarlison is probably a better option over Kulosevsky if if anything um his price is more than easily uh you know you can get to more than easy especially if you've got Saka and you're looking at taking him out Mm -hmm. um and yeah it's a great shout Chazza um
0: I think John David just very funny commentary too so once an Arsenal player in for this game which is fair enough I think Odegaard, Odegaard is a pretty good option regardless, even if Saka mm. is in or out. Saka would be a prime option, but Odegaard would be a really good number two. Straight onto to Kong's question, we love a bit of dilemma stuff, just to keep the brain ticking on a Friday, like the Sudoku puzzles on the Nintendo 3DS back 15 years ago. Now, looking at Stephen and then Saka Alpha Porro, and Madison this game week, and probably swap Saka back in for Rashid in a few game weeks for a negative four. I don't know where this negative four heads coming from, but if it's just a stupid for Pyro Saka for Madison this game week is free transfers, I'll do the Pirates stupid Stupinian. Saka to Maddo's is an interesting one due to the FOMO. I think if you've got really nothing to do and you've got good bench cover, I would do the move. But if you can make do, I would keep Saka for this game and probably swap Saka back in for Rashford in a few game weeks. Okay. I um yeah, very interesting. I think Rashford could do a lot at home to Brentford.
1: Yeah, you know what you just explained Chazza, about uh what Colm should do. It's pretty much what his question says. <laughs> so that's that's what he's looking to do. So like you said, you would take out the stupid arm for Poro, right? And you would take out – you you're saying you'd hold Saka for now or you'd take him out?
0: Can I be honest? I'm really bad at comprehending questions because it's just me asking and answering the exact same thing. So what's the point in me tonight?
1: <laughs>
0: oh.
1: Yeah, because oh, you nice. said you should probably and then take Saka out for Rashford in a few weeks, which is what Cole's asking for the minus four. So, yeah, I mean, a Stupan and Saka out for Poro and Madison um, this week? and then probably swap Saka back in for Rashford. So what he's saying is, take Saka out with a stupid hand this week for Poro and Madison. Good move. Then, in a few weeks, whether whatever that is for Colm, he'll then take out Rashford, who he's going to keep hold of, and bring Saka back in.
0: Oh, yeah, Jace. I really didn't look at the question properly, didn't I? Yeah? No.
1: What do we yeah, think? No. What do we think? Yeah, look, I'm...
0: Um, no, that's good. I, I like the moose.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good one. That's Jeez, dog I'm going to make dog some and I
0: actually have one yeah. tonight. Who, who would have thought? that It's representing on FPL flags, but in terms of answering questions and comprehending them properly, I am seriously. No, good at it. Yes, John, touching base on the Brazilian who likes a good pigeon dance, that's a really good shout. Yeah, I mean, think Richarlison instead of son isn't too bad. I think you get more out of having Richarlison instead of Madison, because I think Sun could be a really massive devil's advocate if you don't own him. That is the thing. Just trying to figure out where we are at this rundown. I bon- what is it? Yes, bonus bank back onto them. They've launched a free tool this season to help people with their FPL mini leagues. This tool displays the probabilities the clean sheet for each team and which player is likely to score. This is useful in determining... The best defences and players to pick as well as assisting with those captain choices. Clean sheet. Now, I'll give you a hint. I'm not sure if you got the rundown already in front of you, Reedy. we've talked about one of the players who's in the starting 11. He's starting in between the sticks. That is a side who's got the highest chance of keeping a clean sheet. Fulham. At home to Sheffield United. I really would not have picked that, to be fair with you, but looking at it. It's not a bad shout. Number one score, goal scorer in terms of probability. So Fulham with 41% to keep it clean sheet, 43%. At Schumann-Son away at Kenilworth Road. I think we've mentioned Luton and the Hatters a lot, so I'm just going to mention their venue and someone who has a backyard attached to the end. That's bonus Bank done. On to Captain C... Now, do you want the song first or do you want my actual reasoning behind certain players? So I'll put more time in my songs. Yeah. Instead of the actual. Go, go, go for the song first, Jazza. Get Uh, it, get it done. Go on. Okay, sure. All right. Let's, I'm going to go solo layout. Here we go. All right. So this is the rendition of Yellow by Coldplay. And for, some people's favourite, just a shame one. God bless that, man. What guys, is this. Look at the flags. No stooping for you. And all the hits we took. And they were all yellow. Mold came along. Milan, Salvatis, scoring assists for you. Zack is injured too. And his flag's yellow. So Ollie took his turn. Five goal involvements done. His flag is not yellow. Holland, Udogi, Cash our mirror Ariella Madison. Do you know I love human son? So far, Taylor Turner a- Ben. Dun, 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 dun. Right. That was the song.
1: <laughs> oh, my God, Chazza. What? <laughs>
0: I would be good on the reels, coming. Jeez, I like your laugh there. It reminds me of when I did the Bob Marley song and we fell off his chair. Well, at least tried to.
1: Oh, I don't know what to say, Jazza. I mean, it's, you just never fail to sort of surprise me, mate. Never fail to surprise me. Great cover, you know. Effort, ten out of ten. You've put the work in. I'll throw it straight in there with captaincy corner, my friend.
0: Captain Captaincy conversation heading into game week eight does consist of usual suspects. But sometimes it pays off to be different. We saw last week good Carlton Morris scoring 10 points. What about that a cheeky away goal at Goodison Park? We've got a couple of points of differences and someone who had an absolute masterclass last Saturday. My salary start off with is Brighton away an opponent in which he holds a suitable track record. He has scored two goals and five assists in his last six games. Liverpool have scored in against the Seagulls, and the last time he blanked in games Liverpool scored against Brighton was in 2019, all the way back in November of that year. Harland is away at the Emirates, who's had four goal involvements from his two league meetings against the Gunners, last season. Mikai Saka is flagged currently, but he has four <laughs> home league outings against the league champions. Adding on, he's had four goals and three assists in his first seven matches. To round it off, we talk about the villain himself. Who else? Ollie Watkins, who's now got four goals and six assists to his name. And Kalabunga, thanks to his 23 points, he is the leading fantasy scorer of all players at this moment. Of the season. Only Sheffield United and Burnley have shipped more goals than Wolves at home thus far, in which that is his opponents come Sunday. That's my captaincy corner. I probably should have done the solo layout there, but that's all in terms of an agenda. Once again, to everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. If you love today's podcast, Make sure you smash that like button. Give it 110% when you smash it as well. Subscribe to our channel. Now, I know we I definitely they sent sometimes, but most of the time I really don't. But that's what makes it so beautiful when you tune in for Game Week 9, which will be in two weeks because we've got an international break and we might even do a stock take while we're at it. Keep an eye out on our socials. Who knows? Rev might have a cheeky meme if things go his green arrow way. To you, Reedy, I appreciate it so much. You taking time and out of this Friday morning because it's still eleven fifty nine. Your way for coming onto a pod and just having a good yarn with me. Right? That's what, that's what we're all about. So thank you so much, Reedy. Reedy, what's? You give us a bit of a curveball wizard type prediction?
1: What What do you reckon might happen? Yeah. Curveball prediction. I mean, what? As in the scores this week, basically? Just absolutely anything. Uh, Absolutely anything. Oh my god. Well, I don't think anyone's gonna anyone important's gonna die again this season for us to get into the wild card. (laughs) Put it that way. Um, I thought it was
0: because Aaron Ramsey scored another goal.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well. Yeah. I don't know if he's injured at the minute. I don't even know where he is. But um. But yeah, I think curveball for me this year. Or sorry, this. Weekend, I should say. Um, I am gonna say that Brentford and Bournemouth will both win this weekend against Everton and Man United. I think that's my my curveball for the weekend. And yeah, yeah, that's how that's how I think it'll go. Right. City Arsenal over to you because I feel like we've completely missed that one and not even given it a mention. I mean, huge that's game,
0: yeah. Look, I think with this out, you know, I think it could be a draw, which I think City will love, and for us it will be quite frustrating because we need to make the most of our home advantage, and I feel sometimes we don't do that. We yeah. have a really good lead, and then we just throw it away at an instant. Such instance in the North London derby when Sun scored straight after Saka put us 2-1 ahead. Very intrigued to see how Chelsea go away at Burnley, because I know Burnley can score, but I also know that they're relatively average most of the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, Chelsea defence this year has been pretty solid, to be fair. And I, I know the league table doesn't reflect that, but it's more been a case of them scoring the goals than than uh, keeping the clean sheets, which has been okay. So, um, yeah, I think for, for Chelsea, they look like they're kind of sort of starting to get there a little bit. They were all right against Fulham. Uh, so, yeah, I think Chelsea might be able to sneak that 1-1 one, one mil against Burnley. There
0: you go. I'll leave it as that. ready thanks once again. Mayor your arrows bring green. And to your viewers who've tuned in, thank you very much.
1: Yeah, I mean...